Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You want to know why? On the day of judgment, his reward will be with him. Folks, do you not know? that Christ Jesus is on his way back? Because the question on the floor is, how are we ought to be living? The answer is in gratitude. As one having been brought back from the dead, we died with Christ and we no longer live. Romans 12, 1 through 2 gives the command. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, let us just put away the religious rhetoric and dogmas and get to the crux of it all. Matthew 12. Matthew 12, 36 to 37 says, But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an accounting for every careless or useless word they speak for by your words. This is the Amplified. For by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will be condemned and sentenced. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Hallowed be thy righteous and holy name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Father, how can we ever forget these words of our Savior in Matthew 16, 
24 to 27. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. Father, May your people be ready for his return. May we be found faithful, for you will render to every man according to his works, according to his deeds. Lord, have mercy on us all. In Jesus' name I pray. And Father, may today's lesson bring you glory. I ask for wisdom and sound counsel to teach this lesson today, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, folks, listen. I want to talk about these books being opened on Judgment Day because the theme of today's episode is all about Christ Jesus coming back with his reward to give to every man, whether they be righteous or unrighteous. He will give to every man according to his deeds, according to his works. So that give us a lot to work with that give us thank you holy spirit a lot to ponder and meditate on so like i said i want to talk about these books being opened okay because daniel talk talks about these books john talks about these books so this should be on the minds and hearts of every follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done, as as recorded in the books. And this is Revelation 20, verse 12. Because, amen, because as of late, the Holy Spirit has been pressing upon my heart about Jesus' return, especially about these books being opened, especially about how Jesus told me to tell the people, in fact, he is on his way back and His reward will be with him. He will give 
to every man according to his deeds and according to his works, according to their works. So the unrepented lost soul and the deceived backsliding Christian who thinks God is playing with that lake of fire, that they can go in and out of sin one day, they are for the kingdom of God, and then the next day they are right back over in the kingdom of darkness. We cannot be lukewarm. Jesus says that he will spit you out. We cannot be worthless. So, the Holy Spirit has been pressing upon my heart that I believe the focus should be on how we are living because we got to understand judgment day is coming. So, like I said, forget about all the religious <clears throat> religious dogmas all the arguments over doctrine. Who said this? No, they didn't say this. Jesus meant it this way. No, he didn't. And all this going back and forth because at the end of the day, he is coming back. So the question on the floor is how are we ought to be living? Well, I can tell you one thing. We ain't supposed to be living in sin. Amen. So who else is talking about books being opened? Daniel. Daniel 7 says, I, I kept looking until thrones were set up in the ancient of days. God took his seat. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was was flames of fire. Its wheel were a burning fire. Verse 10. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. A thousand, a thousand thousands were attending him and 10,000 times 10,000 were standing before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Amen. Folks, this can mean but one thing. You will be judged out of those things which are written in the books. Complete records have been kept of man's works. The sinner's biography will be exact and complete with abundant and overwhelming proof of his guilt. At the great white throne judgment, the vast library, picture this, the vast library will be open to scrutiny, to memory, to conscience, and the wicked will be judged according to its perfect record. Amen. As I was studying out for this lesson, you know how Paul talks about 
the judgment seat of Christ for believers. It is also known as the Bema seat where the faithful follower of Jesus will stand before that judgment seat, not in judgment of their sins because that was taken care of by Christ Jesus, nailing our sins to the cross. That judgment is where we receive to the glory of God our rewards for our faithful service in Christ while we were in the earth in this body suit. And then we have John's perspective of Judgment Day. He's coming with the perspective as it was given to him, the great white throne judgment. So we see two judgment thrones, if you will, on the final on the final day. So that leads me to ponder because as I'm in studying in study because some teachers say that the Bema seat judgment, the judgment of Christ comes before the ju- the great white throne judgment. So is it two separate events or <clears throat> is it one event but two judgments are going down that day because <clears throat> whether whether or not we receive our rewards during that judgment <clears throat> as we witness and or judge the unsaved dead when the books of their lives are opened. So that just gave me something to ponder because whether or not we stand before Jesus because we, at some point, we will hear whether or not our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life because Revelation 20, what is this? Um, Verse 12, where it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And then if we come down to verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So I wonder, I mean, it just stands to reason, right? That some will, will hear their names have not been found and others names will have been found. So. That just gives me something more to study in my downtime, quiet time with the Lord, because I felt that that quickening in my in my spirit the other day on the podcast, because again, again, whether or not 
our participation here at this great white throne because John is clear. He said every man, even though we know that the unsaved, when they stand before Jesus at this great white throne, they will they will hear how their names are not found written in his book of life. So, again, how we ought to be living will be a determining factor <clears throat> on Judgment Day. So, let's see what Daniel is talking about in chapter 12. So, yeah. Let's see what Daniel is talking about in chapter 12, because he's talking about the time of the end. He goes on to say, at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Verse 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine, shall shine like the brightness of the sky above. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream, and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, how long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it will be for a time, times, and a half a time. And that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, to an end all these things will be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. And then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel. For the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Verse 10. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined. But the wicked shall act wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. But those 
who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Verse 12, blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,000 335 days but go your way till the end and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days amen so there's a lot that needs to be discussed today there are a lot of scriptures we must get to because we got to understand court will be in session on that day. We will be sitting with Jesus, ruling and reigning with him. We're going to find some scriptures today about witnesses at this sentencing, sentencing because it is not a trial. This is final judgment. That is why it is imperative for us to come to Christ Jesus while we are still alive. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins so that God's wrath to come will not be upon us. We do not want to stand before Jesus as he's sitting on this white throne to have to answer for our sins because we rejected him as savior. We rejected his finished work at the cross. We thought we got this in the bag. We thought that by our good self-righteous works would be good enough for us to enter the kingdom of God. And no, it will not be so. This is why we can't play around in sin, nor can we make light of it and excuse it. Folks, court will be in session. So again, whether or not the judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne judgment is taking place as one event, or whether, whether or not the judgment seat of Christ for believers takes place before this judgment, we want to be in the line at the Bema seat. Amen. And that is the goal. That when Jesus returns, he will find his bride, his church ready without wrinkle without spot. Amen. So we must understand God hates sin. Jesus died for our sins and he was buried. And on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is very much alive today. He is sitting in heaven at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Jesus is praying. 
that we remain uh, faithful. Glory be to God. So we know God hates sin. Jesus died for our sins and the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. God's word is replete with scripture after scripture warning us to repent and come out of sin. For if not, folks, the consequences are eternal. What the Bible calls the second death, which is eternal separation from God and his son, tormenting in the lake of fire for all of eternity with no relief. Yes, and that's the facts of the case. Now, if you are new to the podcast, you got to understand this is the lane that Christ Jesus has graced me with. This ministry, Repent and Believe, and turn back to God Ministries is a ministry of, of holy living and righteousness and warning. I believe that the Holy Spirit has commissioned me with the work of service to my Heavenly Father. To warn the people that they must repent. Otherwise, they are not going to make it. We cannot be playing games. We cannot be playing these religious church games. Taking God's grace as a license to sin. Defending these known wolves and charlatans in the pulpit. We cannot deceive ourselves to think for one moment that we can stay in willful, practicing, deliberate, everyday sin and still get to go to heaven. No, we need to repent. We need to confess that sin and leave it alone. I know this world has a lot of temptations Everything that your eyes want, what your flesh want, it even tells you to take pride in your life. All of your accomplishments, all of your worldly, tangible possessions, show it off, brag about it. Do you be your own boss, live your own, live your own way? The world is your oyster. Go for what you know. But that is not how God wants us to live. He wants us to come to Christ. He wants us to repent of our sins and turn from the vomit. Otherwise, his wrath will be upon us. And as long as that is my commission, well, that is all what I'm going to be doing on this podcast because I love God's people. I love you, my friends, and I don't want to see anyone going to hell, going to hell, especially when we have his word about what sin is. Amen. And that is why I myself strive to 
enter the narrow door because I got the memo and and I am screaming aloud and sparing nothing to let all of us understand the realization that Jesus is on his way back and we must stay we must stay on the straight and narrow because second <clears throat> Peter 2 is very telling of the sobering fact that <clears throat> that since we have been delivered from this present world and if we get tangled up because this is what's going on with my throat i'm telling you this is second peter 2 in verse 20 that if we get tangled up and enslaved by sin again we will be worse off than before it goes on to say that it will be it would be better if we had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and reject the command that was given to live a holy life we prove the proverb a dog returns back to his vomit and like another that says a wash pig returns to the mud so that is all I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. How we should live holy, how we should repent of our sins, how we should strive to know God. We must know the true and the living God and the real Christ Jesus because we got to understand folks Jesus gave us a golden nugget that there is a false church system in the works and how do we know this because in Matthew 24 thank you Holy Spirit he tells us that in these last days there will be many false prophets and false messiahs so that must mean someone is standing in the pulpit preaching a fake Jesus. They, they are preaching a false God. They are preaching the false God mammon, the false God called mammon. That wants you to keep your eyes on this earth, on the money and the full the foolishness of it all is that how Jesus according to them died so that you can be blessed so that you can be wealthy healthy and never sick that's a fake Jesus no the real Jesus tells you to repent or likewise you too shall perish that's the real Jesus. If they are not preaching him, they serving you a false Christ. That's telling you, I'm your Santa Claus. You can name it and claim it. That you could blab it and grab it. All the while, you can stay in sin. Don't worry. Once saved, always saved. Absolutely not, my friend. So come on, we we got a lot to get to because 
That is why God has called men everywhere to repent. Now, today is the day of salvation. The reason being is found in Acts 17, 30 to 31. Therefore, God overlooked and disregarded. He overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. That is to change their old way of thinking, to regret their past sins, and to seek God's purpose for their lives. Why? Why is God commanding all people everywhere to repent, to change their old way of think- thinking, and to, and to regret their past sins, and to seek God's purpose for their lives? Why? Because, verse 31, he has set a day when he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man capital M, whom he has appointed and destined for that task. And he has provided credible proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. Amen. That's why, my friend, let us not be mistaken. There is coming a day soon when Jesus will return to this earth he created to usher in his millennial kingdom and to deal with his enemies and, thank you, Holy Spirit, you right, and to reward his faithful servants. Yeah, once and for all. Oh, yes, the Bible is clear about the coming of Christ, the conqueror, because Revelation 19.11 says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who was riding it is called faithful and true, trustworthy, loyal, incorruptible, steady, and in righteousness he judges and wages war on the rebellious nations. Verse 12, his eyes are a flame of fire. And on his head are many royal crowns, and he has a name inscribed on him which no one knows or understands except himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Verse 14 And the armies, hallelujah, of heaven dressed in fine linen linen, dazzling white and clean, followed him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, his word, which, with which he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with the rod of iron, and he will tread the winepress of the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty in judgment of the rebellious world, and on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name inscribed, 
King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. So verse 17 is finna tell us about the doom of the beast and false prophet. Then I saw a single angel standing in the sun and with a loud voice he shouted to all the birds that fly in mid heaven saying, Come gather together for the great supper of God so that you may feast on the flesh of kings, the flesh of commanders, the flesh of powerful and mighty men, the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all humanity, both free men and slaves, slaves, both small and great, in a complete conquest of evil. Amen. Verse 19. I pray that y'all got your pens and your journals, your notebooks, your papers out and write these scriptures down. So in your quiet time, you too can meditate on what's finna happen. Okay. Verse 19, then I saw the beast and the kings and political leaders of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who is mounted on the white horse and against his army and the beast, which is the Antichrist, was seized and overpowered and with him the false prophet who in his presence had performed amazing signs by which he deceived those who have who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image these two were hurled alive into the lake of fire which blazes with brimstone verse 21 and the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse and all the birds fed ravaged rav- they fed and gorged themselves with their flesh i ain't messing with that word today Absolutely not. So, folks, listen, let us take some time and look at some scriptures that that talks about how on the day of judgment, what will be happening at the final sentencing and why people are being judged by the king of kings and lord of lords. Because, again, folks, I. I'm being repetitive on purpose because the mindset is that we must be prepared for this judgment day. Don't let Jesus return come to you as a thief in the night. Don't be like the foolish virgins who for some odd reason was not prepared when their bridegroom Return and they off trying to get some more oil for their lamps. Don't be the ones like in Noah's day. He was telling the people flood coming, rain coming. 
because it never rained, the people thought Noah was absolutely crazy until the flood came and God closed up just eight people on the whole entire world in his ark, closed the door. So we don't want to be found wanting when Jesus returns because he was clear when he told us in the gospels that when he returns, it shall be as it were in the days of Noah and Lot. You got to understand just how wicked and vile this world was then. So you can only imagine when he returns just how wicked it shall be. Look at all the wickedness is going on today in the 21st century. So Matthew 12, Matthew 12 verses 38 to 42. So listen to this. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, teacher, we want to see a sign, a testing miracle from you, proving that you are what you claim to be. But he replied, <laughs> I love Jesus. But he replied and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation that is morally unfaithful to God craves and demands a miraculous sign but no sign will be given but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah verse 40 for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, the men of Nineveh will stand up as witnesses at the judgment. Apparently, there will be witnesses, folks, at this judgment, namely the men of Nineveh will stand up as witnesses at the judgment against this generation and will condemn it. Why? Because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now something greater than Jonah is here. Verse 42, the queen of the south, Sheba, will stand up as a witness. There's another witness, folks. Look at this. This is the second witness the Bible is talking about. At the judgment against this generation. And Jesus goes on to say, and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. And now something greater than Solomon is here. Amen. Matthew 16, 27. I told y'all we are cracking open the Bible today because we got we have to get the biblical understanding. The biblical memo that Jesus is on his way back and he will judge every person according to their, their deeds, whether it's righteous or unrighteous. 
We don't want to be on the wrong side of the Lord when he returns. I can assure you that is why as of late, what I'm posting lately is the coming of Jesus and that we must be found faithful because he also tells us in Matthew 24 that the man who endures until the end that man shall be saved glory be to God so Matthew 16 27 for the son of man is going to come in the <clears throat> excuse me in the glory of his father with his angels and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Matthew 25 talks about the judgment. Starting start in, in verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and majesty and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory all the nations will be gathered before him for judgment and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. Verse 33, and he will put the sheep, he will put the sheep on his right, the place of honor and the goats on his left, the place of rejection. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you blessed of my father, you favored of God, appointed to eternal salvation, inherit the kingdom prepared for, for you from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me with help and ministering care. I was in prison and you came to me ignoring personal danger. Verse 37, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and invited you in or naked or and clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Verse 40, the king will answer and say to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it for me. Amen. Verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, leave me, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devils and his angels, demons, 
for I was for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me with help and ministering care. Then they also in their turn will answer Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? Did you catch that in verse 41 and verse 44? Then they also in their turn will answer. So again, going back to the final event of Judgment Day because we see two things going on at the same time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We see the righteous being rewarded with entrance into the kingdom of God. And then we see the unrighteous talking about, um, well, answering Jesus because Jesus told them how they didn't do anything for him. And then verse 44, then they also in their turn. So apparently first something happened. And then secondly, this judgment is happening. So again, I'm still studying this out, but it seems to be that this could very well be taking place in one event coming from John's perspective, which is the great white throne judgment where the unsaved will be judged, where the goats will be judged and they will be sentenced to that lake of fire. And then we see the sheep coming from if we look at Paul's perspective of this judgment day called the Bema seat, where we will get our rewards because we just we just read how Jesus will reward those who have been faithful to him. So verse 44 again, then they also in their turn will answer, Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or as a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Verse 45. Then he will reply to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, my followers, you did not do it for me. Then, then these unbelieving people will go away into unending punishment. But those who are righteous and in right standing with God will go by his remarkable grace into eternal unending life. Glory be to God. Hebrews 9, 27, folks. And just as it is appointed and destined for all men to die once, and after this comes certain judgment. What judgment, you may ask? Revelation 20, 
Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15 talks about the final judgment, the great white throne judgment. So here we go. Come on. And I saw a great white throne and him who was seated upon it from whose from whose presence earth and heaven fled away and no place was found for them for this heaven and earth are passing away. And I saw the dead, the great and the small standing before the throne. Here we go. And the books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to what they had done as written in the books. That is everything done while on earth and the sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and Hades, the realm of the dead surrendered the dead who were in them and they were judged and and sentenced every one according to their deeds we got to understand that what we do now while in this earthly body suit will be relevant to what's going to happen to us in eternity So let us not forget that, folks. Verse 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then death and Hades, the realm of the dead, were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire, the eternal separation from God. And if anyone's, verse 15 If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. So, what does Revelation 20 verse 12 mean? Because verse 12 is all about these books being opened, right? So, what does Revelation 20 verse 12 mean? Well, first, let's look at the context and summary of this verse, because the context summary of Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15 occurs just after the end of the kingdom reign of Christ on the earth. His millennial reign, his 1000 years of peace on the earth, right? When Satan was released for a brief time, well, after the 30 years, I mean, the 1,000 years were up, Satan was released because we see what is this? Um, I believe it's like at the beginning of Revelation 20 where it talks about how Satan was bound in chains. Well, once those 1,000 years were completed, are completed, Satan was released for a brief time. He will be released for a brief time. And according to the scriptures, he gathered rebel forces together to battle God and his saints. 
but lost and was cast into the lake of fire. Right. That was in Revelation 20 verses 7 through 10. So the next the next event described by John is the great judgment. The judgment at the great white throne. This is the point where unbelievers are judged according to their actions. A death sentence for everyone not saved through Christ. And we see this in Romans 6.23, right? Because it tells us that the wages of sin is death. So chapter 21 describes the descent of the new Jerusalem from heaven and the beginning of the eternal age. Amen. So the chapter summary of Revelation 20 represents the final lesson, final judgment, and final victory of the end times. Satan is bound but not destroyed and released after a thousand years of peace and righteousness Proving, proving that no evidence or reason to believe and follow Jesus is enough for those determined to rebel. So even though Satan is out of the way, right, you would think that during this wonderful utopian time of peace, Jesus is literally on the earth. That you would think with Satan being out being out of the way that there there will be no temptations to sin. We won't be bothered with trials and tribulations because our enemy is locked up. But guess what? Even with Satan being locked up, even when Jesus, all of his righteousness, you get to see him face to face and yet people will still rebel. So... We can't go with the excuse of, well, the devil made me do it. Uh-uh, because during this time, people will be plotting to battle against Jesus again. And there will be one last battle because once Satan is released, he will tempt those who, who've been living in this millennial utopia, um, utopian peace. He, he will be able to deceive the nations once again. So, again, proving that no evidence to believe and follow Jesus is enough for those determined to rebel because some follow Satan and are destroyed in a final rebellion. Those who died without faith in Christ through all of history are resurrected to face the great white throne judgment. There, they are sentenced for sin and co-signed eternally to the lake of fire. So, the explanation. So, we see in Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15 that John the, um, the apostle, the revelator, who was exiled to the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, giving us this, this futuristic final judgment day account of what he saw. He, he relays 
standing before the great white throne are the resurrected dead who were not saved. Those who did not accept Christ during life, the scripture says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And that's John 3.36. These doomed individuals represent all classes of human beings from from paupers to princes they are being judged by the faithful and true judge who died to provide a way of escape from sin and eternal punishment but they said no to that the scriptures say says For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 of John 3. For God did not send, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And that's John three sixteen to 18. Because those assembled at the great white throne rejected Jesus' redemptive work and his gracious invitation to believe on him and have everlasting life. The scriptures say, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. And that's John six thirty seven. Jesus is telling us he will never drive away, will never reject, will always accept, will never turn away anyone who comes to him. Glory be to God. Amen. As a result, rather than being judged on the basis of Christ of Christ's work, the unrepentant face the record of their sins when the books are opened. The record shows they sinned and failed to repent. At the same time, another book is opened, which is the book of life. As verse 15 points out, the doomed are sentenced to eternal punishment because their names are not written in the book of life. Being judged by what was written in the books according to what they have done may imply there are degrees of punishment, okay? But the absence of a defendant's name from the Lamb's book of life is the determining factor in his or her consignment to that lake of fire. So in Closing, what the word of God is saying about Jesus' return, having his reward with him. So, 
Let's see what the word of God is saying about Jesus' return, having his reward with him. Well, for starters, we see in Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, the Lord says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man, here we go again, to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Folks, can't say it enough. There's no time to spare. What else is the Bible saying? Because we know Jesus is coming. Revelation 22 11 to 13 says, let, let the unrighteous continue to be unrighteous and the vile continue to be vile. Let the righteous, excuse me, continue to practice righteousness and the holy continue to be holy. Verse 12, behold, I am coming soon and my reward is with me to give. Here we go again, folks. To give to each one according to what he has done. Verse 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. Amen. So, I'm going to give us some scriptures about how Jesus will repay every person according to their works. Listen, good or bad. So listen up, okay? Job 34:11. For according to a man's deeds, he repays him. According to a man's ways, he brings consequences. Yeah, listen, whether or not you want to believe it or not, but there will be action. I mean, there will be consequences for all of our actions. There will be good consequences and there will be horrific consequences. Don't let this pagan world world fool you to believe that that there is no God there's no such place as heaven there's no such place as hell there is no devil there is no angels there is no demons don't you buy that lie so look Psalms 28 4 repay them according to their deeds and for their works of evil repay them for what their hands have done bring back on them what they deserve listen god will not be mocked whatever a man sows that shall he reap so whether you are sowing to eternal life or you are sowing to eternal destruction, you will get what your hand calls for. Amen. And that's the facts. Isaiah 40 verse 10. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm 
and his arm establishes his rule. His reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. Isaiah 62, 11. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Say to daughter Zion, see, your, your Savior comes. Look, his reward is with him and his recompense goes before him. Folks, the Bible is making this so clear. It's not even funny. The Old Testament and the New Testament is testifying to the fact that when Christ Jesus returns, his reward will be with him to recompense everyone according to their works and according to their deeds. What you have done, good or bad, will be compensated by the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And again, Jeremiah 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I examine the mind to reward a man according to his ways by what his deeds deserve. Revelation 2.23 Then I will strike her children dead and all the churches will know that I am the one who searches minds and hearts and I will repay each and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Apparently, folks, the Holy Spirit wants us to know these things. It is of of paramount importance that we get this understanding down packed before it is too late. Matthew 16, 27, for the son of man will come in his father's father's glory with his angels. And then he will repay each one according to what he has done. Folks, I love the repetitiveness of it all because that's the only way it is going to get in. If we hear this over and over and over and over again, amen. So I'll be the one to be repetitive in this moment. Okay. Revelation 22, 7, to the glory of God, behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of the book. Zephaniah 1, 14, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteneth greatly. It's coming, folks, quickly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Uh-huh. Revelation eleven eighteen. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name small and great and should destroy them which destroy the earth. 
yeah, it's, it's looking like both judgments are taking place together on this final day. Yeah, well, yeah, so that's why I'm I'm continuing to study this out because I got that check in my spirit that these two um doling out of rewards will be happening simultaneously. Now, don't quote me on that. That's just the tumblers of my mind reckoning to the fact that Jesus will tell the righteous to come over to his right hand and the unrighteous to go over there to his left. Okay, so it looks like this is going to be taking place together. That is why we must remain faithful. We must stay out of sin because we want to be told, come over here to my right, not depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Amen. So Isaiah 3 verses 10 to 11. Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Yeah, folks, you will reap what you sow. Isaiah 40, 10. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Yep, yep. So Romans 2, 6 through 11 talks about how God will render to every man according to his deeds. Folks, enough said. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, I leave your people with 1 Peter 1, verses 1 to 25. Father, praise your holy name. To you be all the glory. Come, Lord Jesus. Even so, come, Lord. My dear faithful brothers and sisters, i like to leave you all with the words of Peter. God the Father, starting in verse 2. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Because folks, we do have the hope of eternal life. Verse 3, all praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. 
impure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, glory be to God, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready, come on now, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Yep. So, yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm even more certain that that final day of judgment where the wicked will be judged at the great white throne judgment, the righteous shall be also judged in that same event. But from our perspective, it's the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, to get our rewards so that we shall hear enter into my father's kingdom my my faithful servant so verse 6 so be truly glad my brethren there is wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while these trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Verse 8, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy the reward yes lord the reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls yes that is what we are striving for folks the salvaging of our souls the great hope is when Jesus returned, he shall give us eternal life. Amen. So look, verse 10. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more, more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They, they wondered what time or situation the the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. Yes, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Yep, so folks, this is a call to holy living. Listen, 
verse 13. So prepare. Okay. Prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all of your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do. Just as God who chose you is holy for the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. And remember That the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. Nope. He will judge or reward accord. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was paid, nope, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. Nope, verse 19, it was the precious blood of Christ. The sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God. Why? Because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. Folks, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other's to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all your heart for you have been born again i love this i believe i have now found me my all-time favorite scripture verse 23 for you have been born again let me check my time cool for you For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the the flower fades but the word of the lord remains forever and that word is the good news that was preached to you glory be to god father i pray in the name of jesus that this lesson brought you glory amen amen all right folks another one in the can repent 
and believe, stop sinning, and turn back to God. For bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. Amen, folks. Let me just make a shameless plug here. Please share today's episode with everyone within your sphere of influence. We must get this understanding. Time is of the essence. We no longer have any more time. We are on borrowed time. But for the grace and long suffering of God in heaven. He is calling all men everywhere to repent because he has in fact appointed a day in which the man whom he raised from the dead, the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, he's coming back and he's coming back as judge, king of kings and Lord of lords. And his reward is with him. He shall give. To every man according to his deeds, according to his works. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.